Good morning and happy Easter. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys this morning about Easter. You know, I know you guys are going to see uh, your Facebook page will probably be flooded with Easter messages. And, you know, I want to just, I want to just have a conversation with you guys. Um, I hope that you'd listen. Uh, just give me a few minutes of your time this morning, and uh, I, would, I would really appreciate that. You know, for me, Easter was always a very crazy time of year. You know, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in church, and Easter was one of those times where we had a lot going on. We always had some crazy, like, Easter service. You know, you walk into church on that Easter Sunday, and everyone's got their nice clothes on, and, you know, like, you have to dress up. You have to look all nice. And, you know, there was this overarching feeling of, perfection that you felt like you had to live up to when you walked into church on that Sunday morning. And, you know, that is just totally opposite from the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, he, he doesn't expect you to be perfect. All he expects you to do is cry out to him and want him. Um, in Isaiah 53, this is the, the prophecy of his coming and the prophecy of um, his... Um, I'm his, uh, I'm his servanthood that, um, that led to the resurrection that gave us life. Um, it says in verse 1 through, uh, we're going to go 1 through 6. Um, it says, Who has believed, confidently trusted in, relied on, and adhered to our message of salvation? And to whom, if not us, has the arm and infinite power of the Lord been revealed? For he, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender plant, I mean, like a root, out of dry ground, he has no stately form or majestic splendor that we would look at him, nor handsome appearance that we would be attracted to him. See, it even says right there in verse 2, he has no, he has no majestic like splendor or like handsomeness that we would, uh, that we would desire him in our, you know, I'm uh, in our human minds. That right there like tells me that we don't, the perfect Savior, like, didn't even look perfect. Why should we look perfect? Continuing on in verse 3, it says, He was despised and rejected of men. I'm a man of sorrows. I'm in pain. I'm, a, I'm acquainted with grief. I'm in like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. I mean, we did not I'm appreciate his worth or esteem him. But in fact, he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assumed that he was stricken, struck down by God, and degraded and humiliated by him. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, and our wrongdoing. The punishment that was required for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, his wounds that he endured on the cross, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, and our wrongdoing, to fall on him instead of us. Now, friends, that is the whole message of Easter right there. The wickedness, all our sin, all our injustice, all our wrongdoing fell on him. We don't have to be perfect to come to Jesus. We just have to accept that he paid the penalty for everything that we've done wrong in our lives. Now, I talked to my dad this week about how uh, this generation has experienced much more darkness than a lot of the generations before us have experienced. You know, we have lived through COVID. We've had all this stuff with the stock market. And I know we've had uh, like stock market like, crashes in the past, but this is, 
I feel like everyone is just in fear and darkness. And, you know, it's overwhelming. And I feel like I just everybody's in just like complete like torment. I'm in darkness. But in that, I see a generation that is rising up that is hungry for truth and hope. Now, I believe that God sees that. I mean, God sees the heart of the people. Even though we may be sinful and have turned away, like in Isaiah 53, God is still calling out to you and God still wants to use you. Jesus Christ is willing to offer you mercy and life. It says in John 11, verses 25, it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. This is the gospel. This is the story of Easter. That even though death and sin overcame you, the resurrection, that's Jesus, he offers you life and hope. In uh, Romans 6, 4 through 11, it says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, for he who for, for he who died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, I'm indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you now live. The old man, the body of sin, the shackles of death, the power of darkness that seems to overcome every human being has been crucified with Jesus Christ on the cross. It says in Romans 8.11, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That means um, emancipation uh, from, uh, from bondage. That is true freedom. That doesn't just mean that, you know, like you get saved and you go and you live your regular life and you go out and you have your, you know, like you're going to have your struggles in life. But God will offer you freedom from the bondages that overcome you. God wants to release you from the bondages of sin, death, despair, despondency, and hopelessness in your life. He wants to offer you hope and peace. He loves you. It says um, in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that means you, so when you hear the word world in this scripture, I want you to take that out and put your name in. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, 
you hear that verse, and I've done it before, you think, okay, yeah, no, like, God might love them, but how in the world could he love me? Uh, dear friend, that is the message of Easter. He, he loved you so much that no matter what you did, he overlooked it, and the blood of Jesus washes that away, and it, uh, I mean, it covers everything that you've done in your life. All you have to do is call out to him. He is calling to you. He wants the downcast, broken, weak people. He's calling these people to experience the power of his glory that washes away the darkness. He's calling you like he called me. In my darkest moments, he offered me hope and power to come against the darkness of this world. It says in Matthew 28, 18-20, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We have been given this authority to come over the darkness that has just permeated our life. We, if you want God, if you want hope and peace, all we have to do is seek him. We need to cry out to him. And he will fill every single area in your life that needs to be filled. Now, like I said before, I grew up in church. Um, I accepted Jesus Christ at a very young age, but I still had my struggles. You know, I didn't understand that Jesus Christ was someone who would totally cover every area of my life. I didn't understand that he gave us freedom from the bondages that we face. Um, at, at the age of six or seven, I was called to preach the gospel. Now, when I first got that call being a little like six or seven year old, I had no idea what it meant. I thought that I was just going to go and speak. And, you know, when Jesus Christ calls you to something, he's going to give you what you need because you don't have the thing that you need for the calling that he's, not that he's calling you for. And (laughs) I know that he has a calling for each and every one of you listening right now. The, uh, (laughs) The dark forces of this world All of them, I feel like they came against me at a very young age. And I believe that's true for every young person. You know, he wants to take you early, uh, the enemy, so he can can defeat you uh, and delay the purpose of God in your life. Now, God's sovereign and he has control over everything that happens in your life. But all you need to do is call out to him and he will wash away the darkness. He's given you the authority to take over those powers of darkness. All the, all the depression, all the thoughts of suicide, the thoughts of no purpose in your life, uh, all the drugs, all the alcohol that might be coming against you, all the addictions, all the attacks that this, uh, that this generation has faced, he has power to totally wipe away all those things. No matter what you've done, he has the power to overcome it. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Like I told you before, we don't need to be perfect. All we need to do is come, come to Jesus Christ. Even though death may overtake you, even though the powers of hell might be coming against you like they came against me, it says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. 
even though we sinned, he still offers us that hope. Like I said, you don't need to clean up. You just need to repent. You say, Lord, here I am. I've sinned. I'm sorry. I see the darkness that is around me. I see the darkness that's in me. It says in Romans 5, 8, But God demonstrated his love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that means recognizing his power and authority and the majesty is God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For what the heart of a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that means of being made righteous, uh, being freed of the guilt of sin, and made acceptable in the eyes of God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges, that's us, and confesses his faith openly, resulting in confirming in his salvation. Now, salvation doesn't just stop there. You know, we, the life we now live, it, um, it's not just a, oh, let's get like saved from this darkness and like let's go to heaven that is the whole point like we need to go to heaven and that's what we will do once we're saved but he offers us abundant life here on earth now that's not earthly abundance that's not like prosperity and money you know he does i give that like to some people but the abundance that he offers us is an abundance of hope peace and an experience of the glory of Almighty God. I've experienced that myself in my life. In the darkest, deep parts of my life, when I was, I was prideful, I thought I had it all together. You know, the Lord came to me, and he showed me the glory of who he was. And, I mean, dear friends, that is the point of Easter. When he rose on that third day, he was resurrected, and he gave us that abundant life. He gave us uh, the salvation. And even though the powers of death may overcome us, we have the hope of glory that we will be with Jesus Christ and that we have that resurrection power here on earth today. It says in John 10.10, 10, uh, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And dear friends, I, on behalf of the Christian world, I am sorry for all the images of perfection that are flooding you whenever you see church. Friends, like I've said before, and like the scriptures say, Jesus Christ was perfect, but he didn't look perfect. And he is offering you the perfection for your heart. He was going to wash away all that dirtiness, and he will come into you and let you experience the glory of God. Friend, I hope that you have listened to my words. I hope you have listened to the words of the Father, and I know that whatever you were, whatever you were experiencing, whatever you're going through, whatever sin, shame, guilt, and crazy things that are happening in your life. He is there with you. He is calling out to you, and he wants you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Dear friends, I hope, you, I hope that you will. 
when I did, my whole life was changed. Even though I struggled here and there, I had the hope of Jesus Christ that no matter what happened, I had him. I love you, and I hope that you would um, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you would like to, uh, please just pray this simple prayer with me. Um, it's not the prayer that saves, but it is the heart posture that saves. Friend, if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. So if you would just bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I see the exceeding of darkness that is in my life, and I recognize it, Father, and I repent and I turn from it. Lord, please just come into my life. Lord, I'll be the Lord of my life. <laughs> just take control of every area, Lord. Be my Lord and Savior. Father, from this day out, I will follow you and do whatever you ask. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear friends, if you prayed that prayer and you, um, and you truly meant it and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you are, you are now saved. I love you. If you need anything, you can reach out. All my contact info will be in the, uh, the link of, of this video. Uh, you can contact the church. Uh, uh, we can get you in touch with, um, with one of our ministers. And uh, I hope that you would reach out. And uh, I hope you have a happy Easter. Thank you, um, and God bless you.